Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay then, so welcome back to Across the Pond. Great to have you with us for our week two preview uh, we've got Katie coming right up. Um, just a quick mention. So get us on social media um, and email. Uh, email is atp at cjd.me.uk. Uh, you can search for us on Facebook and Instagram um, at Across the Pond. Um, and on Twitter, we've got at ATP Sports Pod. Um, big uh, thank you to uh, Fanatics, uh, big partner of the show. You can click on their link and go shopping for all your fan gear. That'd be the new NFL gear, I've got some NBA gear on there, NHL, whatever you need sports-wise, they have it. Um, big week ahead, so week two in the NFL, we had a bumper week in week one, all 16 uh, games were on, same this week, so we've got a lot to get through, uh, so let's get on with Katie. Okay then, so we have the week two preview um, with Katie, Katie's back uh, for week two, she managed it to hold out. Um, and is back. So we're going to start off with Thursday's game. Now, Thursday's game for me is a big, massive game. Um, Joe Burrows uh, had a great week one. I expect him to have a, a good week two. Um, Odell Beckham has already said for the Browns he wants wins. Uh, and I think that could be a bit much for the Browns <laughs> to get a lot of wins this year. And, and he could be looking for a trade very soon. I, I think that the, the Browns are going to come out. And for some reason, I feel like this is already a must win type of game for them, even though it is only week two. They're, they have a lot of first round picks that are on that team. Um, and, you know, Baker Mayfield, he needs to start winning games. The people, you know, that were taken after him in the draft are winning games and people that were taken in, you know, like Kyler Murray, he's starting to win games and look like a first, uh, first round for number one overall draft pick. And so I think Baker Mayfield is feeling the heat. I kind of see them coming out and winning this game. Oh, so you, you've got 
Cincinnati winning? Uh, no, I have the Browns winning. Oh, the Browns winning. Sorry. I have the Browns winning by three. So I think it's going to be a close game. And I think that any time as a Thursday night football game, really any sort of what has happened in the past is up in the air because it is a short practice week for them. Yeah. And uh, I think that I think that it's going to be uh, a great game. Who knows? Uh, you know exactly what will come out, but I think that the Browns are feeling the heat. Okay, so I I'm I'm trusting in in your call last week in Burroughs, uh, being a, a quarterback that was ready for the NFL, um, and I think to what you've just said, I, I actually think I'd put Burroughs ahead of uh, Mayfield. Um, so I I've got the Bengals winning by three. Yeah, I I think that Joe Joe Burrow right now is actually a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield and you know he Baker Mayfield needs to step up his game and start winning some of these games for the Browns or else he is not going to be around much longer for the Browns yeah I think this is probably his his last chance this year um to to make an impact uh, on the Browns although the Browns have lots of problems all over the field um but he he is the particular problem that they have just now uh, <laughs> So we'll move on to Sunday. Uh, Sunday, we are going to start with the Falcons at the Cowboys. Um, should we be worried about the Falcons' defense? And on the Cowboys' side, Sean Lee is going to be out again, uh, this time for another six weeks. Oh, man. That guy just can't stay healthy. <laughs> no, he cannot. He struggles. He's really kind of got to the point now where it just seems to be every season he just seems to come up with an injury. And I remember, I think it was a couple of seasons ago now, he was injured and he came back way too early and then just ended up out again. Yep. Yeah. And I think that too, you know, like with, with the Cowboys, they everyone expected them to come out and be a, a better team than they were in 2019. So I feel like the Cowboys are also feeling the heat, even though it is only week two. They're having to play a really tough Falcons team. I mean, Matt Ryan threw for 450 yards last week. So the Cowboys D has to step up, but I feel like they are also going to step up their game and I have them winning by seven. Winning by seven. Okay. So I have the Cowboys winning by five. Okay. Um, I was a bit more conservative this week. Um, and, and for the simple fact, I think McCarthy uh, might have had a bit of a shock to the system. Um, I think maybe he's come in thinking, oh, this is going to be easy. I'm the Cowboys coach. Um, and I think he's maybe got a bit of a shock. And I think that he's going to be uh, training these guys hard this week uh, as much as he can. Um, and, and Prescott's going to have a lot of reps this week. And I think that, you know, a, a lot of the, the, you know, Cooper, Elliott, all those guys on offense that are uh, the playmakers are going to step up their game. And I, I, I see them coming out and, and winning this game against the Falcons. Yeah. Um, so quickly move along then to the Jaguars at the Titans. Now, the Jags must have a world of confidence um, in what they did in week one. Um, and the Titans probably need to find a new kicker. <laughs> I, I never thought we'd be saying that about Steven Goskowski, but no, he's no. he's got to make those kicks. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a bit of a shocker. Um, I mean, it's four four he missed. 
so you've got to think that if he's missed, if it was one or maybe even two, that's fine. I mean, it's not great, but you know, it's it's as it what it is. But to miss four, you've probably got to think that the the Titans have lost a bit of confidence in his ability. Yeah, I think that that is a very realistic uh, thought on the throughout the Titans organization. But I, he has a reputation, and I think that they're going to give him one more week to kind of get his mind right and make those kicks. Um, I think that the Jaguars, you know, totally surprised everybody, especially the Colts. But uh, I think that that a lot of the the problem with the Colts was, you know, Mac getting hurt and Rivers turning the ball over. So I don't think that the Jaguars are going to have as much luck against uh, Tannen Hill and uh, Derrick Henry. I see the Titans winning this one by seven. By seven. Okay. Um, so it seems to be opposites week because we're, we're both picking the opposite team. <laughs> um, so I, I have uh, the Jags winning by seven. Oh, Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I know I, I might have taken a bit of the mick out of Minshew, uh, uh, last week, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. He, he kind of impressed me at the weekend. Uh, he stayed steady. He, he seemed pretty consistent. So, uh, I, I'm going to give him a week. I'm going to give, I'm going to show my faith in him. Um, he's, I hope he doesn't let me down. Uh, but I really think he, after week one, that, big bit of confidence because everyone everyone's been trashing them all off season for um getting rid of players and everything else uh so to come up with that win against the colts against philip rivers i thought um yeah i'm gonna give him some confidence this week as well um so i'm, I'm sadly going against the titans <laughs> um next one up we have uh the panthers versus tom brady i mean the the buccaneers <laughs> um so <laughs> Uh, should the should the Panthers be calling on McCaffrey more, and Bruce Arians wants to target Mike Evans more? He only caught once uh, for two yards uh, the weekend. Yeah, that you can't have Mike Evans being that ineffective. He's a top wide receiver, and he needs to be involved in the game plan more. I think that Tom Brady is going to be TV twelve and will bring the Titans a victory. I'm sorry, the the Buccaneers a victory this week. Um, I have them winning by seven, uh, but I think that the Panthers and McCaffrey will, you know, put up a good fight. But I, I think that they're going to get a lot uh, of their inconsistencies and. Uh, missing a lot of those important players like Mike Evans uh, more involved in the game. Okay. Uh, so uh, I have Tampa Bay also winning, um, but I have them winning by 12. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. I think they're, they're worth, worth 12 uh, this week. I think they'll get their timing sorted out. Brady and his receivers will have their timing sorted out this week. I think that's probably something that they're going to be working on all week uh, to make sure that they don't have a repeat performance of the Saints game. Yeah. Um, I think that, that there's no way that Tom Brady is not going to get those guys more involved in the game. And Chris Godwin is also in the con concussion protocol right now. So yeah, if he's it. not able to play on Sunday, Mike Evans is going to have to be more involved. And if he yeah. only gets one target or one catch again, there's there's going to be a, a big heart-to-heart -heart between uh, head coach and quarterback, I think, after week two. 
yeah, I wouldn't want to be in that room. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give that a miss. Uh, So the next game that we have um, is uh, your Broncos um, at the Steelers. Um, Now, uh, Fangio has... Is, is that how you pronounce it, Fangio? Um, yeah. yeah, he's taking responsibility for the time management blunder. Uh, <laughs> he really has kind of, in all fairness to him, it wasn't great to watch, but he has kind of come out and said, yeah, it's my fault. I've kind of messed that one up. Um, Big Ben, he, he made the comment of the weekend for me. Um, so he, he was being interviewed after the game, post-game, and he said, um, I was... I was saying today, I feel like I was in a car accident. Yesterday, I felt like I was in a train wreck. Hopefully tomorrow, I'll just feel like I fell off my bike. Um, Because he was talking about just the rigours of trying to get back into the season with no preseason and very kind of limited reps. Um, But he didn't seem to look like he'd missed a step. No, I thought that... I thought that Ben Roethlisberger came out and he looked good. Um, you know, they were going to lose James Conner, but it really doesn't seem like they're going to be missing him that much because Benny Snell stepped in and had a 100-yard game. So I think that, uh, again, I'm picking against my Denver Broncos, which oh it breaks my heart every week to do it. Um, but I, I have to – believe that the Steelers are going to uh, not, you know, be able to take on the Broncos without much trouble, especially without having Von Miller on the field. Okay. Um, so how much are the Steelers going to win by? By 10. Okay. So I also have 10. Okay. Um, um, so I already had that written down. So um, no, that's fine. Um, we, we can... I'll do Steelers by nine then. <laughs> no, no. Oh, you're changing it now. Um, no, no, we'll, we'll go with 10. Um, we'll see how that one works out. Yeah, I'm, I'm of the, the same mindset. I think um, the coach has probably had a bit of a shock for the Broncos. He kind of needs to probably show a lot more focus, especially on time management. Um, and I think that Pittsburgh just looked like they've got Ben back and they're just going to start rolling. Um, and the season could be quite interesting for them. Um, I, I do think, too, it depends. I mean, I, I still predict the Broncos will not win this game, but I think that Cortland Sutton has to be on the field for it to even be a close game because uh, Jerry Judy, the wide receiver for the Broncos, he's a rookie, and he was Basically, him and Noah Fant, were, who's our tight end, were the two number one targets for Drew Locke. And we just need one more target out there. And having our number one receiver back for the Broncos would make the game a lot closer. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, especially when you've got rookies, it's going to take them time to um, get used to the NFL game. Um, yeah. And especially when they've not played for so long as well. Exactly. Um, so, because obviously... The, college was kind of cut short and stuff like that. So they weren't obviously training through college and anything like that. So I think it's going to be hard for them to to get acquainted with the NFL and I'm sure they're going to take a few hard hits along the way. Um, Moving along to the Rams at the Eagles. Uh, So uh, Cooper Cup um, is a happy guy. Um, just on Saturday, he signed a three-year extension with the Rams, uh, taking him up to 2023. Um, the Eagles um, couldn't be making a swoop uh, for Bears' Allen Robinson, um, who is 
basically a bit upset he's not getting an extension with the Bears. Yeah, uh, that shocks me that he's taking such a hard stance in the middle of the season. But uh, if if the Bears end up trading him, that would be a big, uh, big news story. Especially since the Bears had such a, a big They won. Run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I, if, if the Eagles are able to, to get another wide, you know, number one wide receiver, that would be great for them. I think that the Eagles are going to play a full game this week. That was my <laughs> complaint against them in week one. Yeah. But I think that if they come out and play all four quarters, I actually have them uh, making this a very, very close game and losing to the Rams by one. It's just uh, the, the Rams have such a good defense. And, um, you know, if they're able to, you know, Malcolm Brown came out for the Rams and played great, played better than Todd Gurley did for the yeah. Falcons. So I think that the Rams are going to end up taking this game. I have them winning by one, but the Eagles are definitely going to make it close. Okay. So I have the Rams winning by four. Uh, so I think we're we're probably on the same kind of wavelength of that. I think you're right. I think the Eagles didn't have a great week one. They're going to want to come out and and put on a show and fight, um, so that people know that they they actually still there. Because, uh, like you said, they disappeared in the second half last week. Um, so they're definitely going to be out for making a show. Um, but I think, like you say, the Rams, Sean McVay. I think they're just going to be too strong. Uh, of an opponent for, for them, I'm afraid, this week. Um, we shall move along to the 49ers and Jets. This is all all going to be about injuries, really. Uh, yeah. Sherman um, is on injured reserve for the 49ers, and Bell, uh, the same for him for the Jets. So two big players um, are going to be missing for this one. And the Jets have 37-year-old Frank Gore, who I swear yeah. Is he just doesn't slow down? He's still playing, and is, um, is he not like a hundred and four by now? I know, right? And he's getting the start. I think that uh, the 49ers are even without Richard Sherman are going to be able to come out and win against the Jets. Um, the the Jets need to figure things out quickly because New York is such a tough market for their sports teams. They are under the microscope so much that Adam Gase needs to at least make this game interesting, but I don't think he will. I have the 49ers winning by 10 this week. Okay, so um, I'm in total agreement. Um, I think that New York is a tough market, and it doesn't help that none of the New York teams are any good um, (laughs) in any sport. Um, Maybe the Yankees this year are having a better season than, than previous, but the Knicks are terrible. Uh, the Jets are terrible. The Mets aren't that great. Um, <laughs> and the Jets aren't that great. I do have this theory of the, the, the trifecta of bad sports teams in one place. So the Jets, Mets, um, and Knicks are, are, are like a trifecta of bad teams in one city. Um, it's, they don't have a lot of luck. Uh, the Knicks haven't been near the playoffs uh, for quite some time. Uh, the Giants were good a few years back, uh, but then they've kind of dropped off as well, and they've suffered, and they've lost kind of marquee players like Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Eli Manning's away, um, and they've got this new guy um, who who seems to be okay. But the Jets, <laughs> for me, I mean, since 
since Ryan was the coach. I, I don't think I've really watched a full game of Jets football since Ryan left as head coach because I thought he 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 managed to galvanize a team that, that was probably not mediocre, but it was probably average, an average team. Um, and he managed to really kind of spur them on, good call play and time management and things. Um, so, I, I, yeah, the Jets aren't great. And I, I think that the 49ers are, are going to not walk it, but I think it will be um, a bit easier than last week was. What do you have the 49ers winning by? Uh, so I've got the 49ers by 18. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You you really think it's going to be an easy game for them? Yeah, I think it's <laughs> it's, it's going to – I think they'll just kind of – they'll score in each quarter. Yeah. That's my prediction. Uh, they'll score in each quarter and the Jets won't. And, and that will be – so it, it sounds like a blowout, an 18-point game. But if you're scoring one touchdown a, uh, a quarter, that's not really uh, – yeah. but, yeah, I, I do think that the 49ers have this one wrapped up. But uh, we shall move along uh, to the Bills and Dolphins. Um, so the Bills are going to be looking to build on their week one success. They did exceptionally well against the Jets. Um, yeah. And uh, Fitzmagic um, is welcoming his old team to Miami. Um, so it's a, a good showdown against the, the, the new blood that the Bills have. Yeah, I think that the Bills are going to come out and win this game against uh, their former quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that maybe I was a little bit too high on the Dolphins, um, but if Fitzpatrick doesn't turn the ball over, I think that they're going to be a pretty decent team. Um, but I think that the Bills are better. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen is playing great as long as he doesn't turn the ball over uh, with fumbles. I think that he'll uh, be able to lead his team to a W and – Having uh, Stefan Diggs back uh, at wide out just gives him another weapon so he can move the ball with his feet or he has a weapon to throw it to now. So I have the Bills winning this one by seven. By seven. Uh, so I have them winning by three. Um, and just based off Miami last week, I don't think they particularly played badly. Um, I think it was just the it was just the way the game fell uh, for them. So um, I think they are, like you say, going to be pretty good. And I, I, I've got a bit of faith in uh, Fitzpatrick. I think he will not turn over the ball um, all that much. So or, I'm it'll, at least. it'll be interesting to see too to watch uh, to see if Devontae Parker ends up playing for mm-hmm. the Dolphins because if he he missed practice and. Um, feel like he always misses some games every year and I, maybe he's just getting his games that he's going to be injured for out of the way at the beginning. <laughs> but, um, if he doesn't play this week, I think that it's going to be an uphill battle for the Dolphins. So that'll be something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So what we'll do then is we shall take a break there um, and then we'll be right back. We're going to go through the rest of the early games um, starting off with the Vikings. So we'll be right back. Right then, so we're back for week two. Um, so we're going to start off with the Vikings at the Colts. Um, now, should the Vikings panic after losing to the Packers? And bad news for the Colts is uh, Marlon Mack is out for the season. Yeah, that's a big blow to the Colts. And I think that 
the Colts are going to need to the, the, the reason that they brought in Philip Rivers was so that they didn't have to worry about somebody turning the ball over and to have somebody out there that would put them in uh, more of a contender role. And he did not play like Philip Rivers. He turned the ball over, didn't make smart decisions with the ball. And um, losing Marlon Mack now is going to be is going to be tough on them. But I don't foresee them completely, you know, tanking just because Mac is out. I think that they are still going to be in a lot of football games. They're going to be close games. And uh, I think that the Vikings also were on the losing end during week one. They didn't lose any of their key players. um, And they just played against a better team with the uh, Green Bay Packers. So I think that the Vikings are uh, also going to be coming out with with a game a game to prove and I foresee them beating the Colts by three. By three. Uh so I have the Vikings by eight. Um and I, I think it, it comes down to I don't know if the Colts have enough offense uh to to outshine the, the Vikings. I think the Vikings, like I say, they they played a very good team. Uh, an angry Aaron Rodgers, as we called him last week, uh, and I think that he, uh, sorry, that the Vikings will not be spurned by that, um, and I think they they'll be quite comfortable this week. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so I think a, an eight point okay. one, uh, for for the Vikings. Philip Rivers um, and, and T. Y. Hilton can get on the same page, and uh, you know they have they have running backs that can catch the ball. He just you know Philip Rivers just needs to make sure that he gets. In sync with his receivers, you know, a lot of these teams, you know, we said they no one had a preseason and it was obvious with a lot of these teams, especially with the veteran quarterbacks that are on new teams. Um, they are the ones that looked like they struggled the most without having that preseason. Yeah, and I think that that probably stands to reason um, they've not played the systems before in an actual game, which you would usually use your preseason for. And they're kind of having to use these first maybe two or three games as a preseason. Like you say, Tom Brady didn't play well. Um, he changed teams. But Drew Brees played very well, who obviously had everything as it was the year before. Uh, so I think, yeah, Colts, Philip Rivers, it just maybe needs time. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move along to the Lions against the Packers, who we were just talking about. Um, Matt Patricia has been talking down um, his fourth quarter woes. Apparently had a great fourth quarter one time in history. <laughs> um, uh, and Rogers um, is impressed with Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah, uh, I think that, you know, it's it's going to be a really good game. I, I think every time that the Lions and Packers play, I feel like it's always a close game. Um, I think that the Packers are still going to win this game um, and they're going to get that separation, you know, a comfortable lead and they're not going to let it go really. Uh, So I have the Green Bay Packers winning by 10 in this game um, at home against the Lions. Okay, so I I had slightly more confidence uh, in the Packers. Um, So I said said 13. Okay. Um, Because I, I think... Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still going to have some anger in him, uh, and I think he's going to be throwing bombs down the field. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 
I just slightly more confidence in you. In the I think that you know it's just one of those. It's a division game, and I think that the any time that these two face each other because they see each other all the time, it while the Packers should blow out the Lions, I think that the Lions are gonna you know make it interesting um, for for the majority of the game. They're gonna hang in there, but the the Packers are gonna come out on top. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the last of the early games on Sunday is the Giants uh, of New York against the Bears um, of Chicago. Uh, we've already spoken about Robinson. Um, he hasn't, from what I've read so far, he hasn't asked for a trade away uh, from Chicago, although there is talk that maybe Chicago wanted to go that way. Um, and also on the Giants side, Barkley needs to step up. He had a a terrible week one. Yeah, and he's definitely going to come back this week. Uh, the Bears uh, are have a strong defense with Khalil Mack, but I, I think that, you know, Saquon Barkley's not going to have, you know, another two-yard rushing game again. No, I hope not. Not for the amount they're paying. Right, exactly. I, I think that the, the Bears uh, will come out on top of this game. Um, I think that, you know, it's – the, the Giants still have some work to do. They still have some growth to do with Daniel Jones. Trubisky looked really good. I don't think that they're, you know, he's going to need to catch his team up. I think that they're going to get ahead and they're going to be able to keep the lead. So I have the Bears winning by three. Okay, so I have the Bears winning by four. No. Um, and probably much for the same reason as you are. Do you have that much faith in the Bears quarterback because he's just had one game. And, and I don't want to overreact and say, oh, yeah, he's had such one, a great game that he can just go on for the rest of the season mm-hmm. because it is Trubisky and he lets us down now and yeah. again. Because <laughs> he does have these outstanding games every now and again. Uh, and then there's like a big drop-off. Um, and I'm I'm worried that there's another drop-off in week two. Yeah, I think that I just think that the Bears will be able to... It'll, it'll be a close game. It, it probably is not going to be the most interesting game, but the Bears are going to come out on top and win by three. Yeah, so you're three and I'm four, so we'll have to wait and see if that <laughs> one plays out. Uh, so we'll move on to the Sunday late games. Uh, so the start of the Sunday late games are Washington against the Cardinals. Now, I really, after week one, had hoped that this game would maybe be a couple of weeks away um, because these are, are two quarterbacks that did very well in week one. Um, Washington, apparently the owners come out and said they already have a name for the team. Um, don't know if you know what that, that name might be, um, but it's the Washington football team. <laughs> um, he's decided that might just stay. Um, and his, with um, the, the weapons that Kyler Murray has and Kyler Murray himself, the future is definitely looking bright in Arizona. Yeah, the future is looking very bright. And I think that they have a lot of great tools around Murray. Getting Hopkins at wideout was great for him. They have a strong running game with Kenyon Drake. And I still don't have a ton of faith in the Washington football team. I don't think that they have a very good quarterback still. So <laughs> I think that the Cardinals, even though these were two surprising wins, um, two teams that can't, you know, come in with a winning record, surprisingly, within week two, I think the Cardinals are going to be the team to keep that winning record. And I have them winning by six. Okay, so um, I have them winning by 14. Um, I think 
that last week was a young quarterback who got got a bit of luck. A little bit of luck went his way, and I think that he benefited from that. He took advantage of it, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but he played a, he played against a team that only played for the first half, um, whereas I think Arizona are going to play for both halves of this. Oh game. yeah, uh, and that, that's that's going to really show Washington what being in a football game is going to be like this season. I, I completely agree. Uh, so we'll quickly then move along to the Super Bowl winning Chiefs um, are going to be taking on the Chargers. Um, the Chiefs obviously want to continue their strong start um, and the Chargers are expecting more of Joey Bossa. Yeah, I think that this is going to be an exciting game to watch. I think it would be a little bit more exciting if they had... Uh, a little bit better quarterback play from the Chargers. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is, I'm sorry, not Tyrod Taylor. Yes, Tyrod Taylor. I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, I totally blanked on his name. I was like, wait, yeah, that is the right name. Um, Tyrod <laughs> Taylor, you know, is going to be able to, you know, move around a lot more than a lot of the other uh, quarterbacks in the AFC West. So it will be interesting to see how Joey Bosa does with, uh, keeping Patrick Mahomes contained. And I, I think there's going to be a lot of back and forth. It's going to be really interesting to see how, how both offenses come out. And if the you know chargers are up to the task of keeping Patrick Mahomes and company under wraps. Uh, I think that the chargers are not going to have a, a win this week. I think that they're going to be on the, the losing side of a lot of close games, uh, but I have them, Losing to the Chiefs by seven. Okay, so um, I've went all in on the Chiefs. Um, I have them winning by 20. Oh, wow. Uh, I think the Chargers um, got exceptionally lucky. Um, Again, like maybe another team called Washington. (laughs) Um, I think the Chargers got very lucky uh, against the Bengals last week. Um, And I think if they show up with that kind of same mindset that they showed up to that game, uh, then Kansas are just going to walk all over them, um, and it's it's going to be quite a quite a quick end to to their week. I want to give the Chargers a little bit of. I mean, I know that there's no fans there, but it is their first game in their new super expensive stadium. So I kind of would like to see them come out with a little bit of anticipation and excitement. So that's why I have it a little bit closer. But um, yeah, I think the Chiefs will be able to come out on top in this game too. Yeah, that's the thing as well. I mean, we're probably forgetting this as well because you look at home field advantage. There is really no home field advantage this year so far, um, unless you're the Jaguars or, or Kansas, um, who did manage to to put fans into the stadium. Uh, but for for the, the the Chargers, this is a brand new stadium. I've seen a couple of pictures of it and a couple of videos of it. It looks very fancy, very expensive. <laughs> um, so it probably is such a shame to be debuting your your stadium and um, they're the Las Vegas Raiders are doing the same um this week as well um and not having any fans in it to kind of show off yeah to. I think that it's been amazing to me though on how they're you know especially with like some of the other sports like with the NBA and the NHL how they're still trying to kind of give the athletes that kind of feel of home field advantage mm-hmm. whether it's you know piping in the sound noise and having um, you know, p- 
people, you know, cutouts in the in the stands and stuff. I feel like the a lot of the teams are doing their best to try and give the the athletes as much kind of feel of a crowd as possible because there's got to be such a it's got to be so hard for them to try and turn it on to that game level without having the roar of the crowd and you know the mm-hmm. the lights going and um quick side note if if you guys did see the the Monday night the late late Monday night game between the Broncos and the Titans it was so weird to have the fireworks still going off while the kick had been kicked and they were running it back Mm. so that was really interesting so I think that you know a lot of teams are trying to do what they can to make it feel like there is a home field advantage and hopefully the Chargers um, will be excited enough even without fans there that they'll come out and play a little bit harder uh, for that first game yeah so I, I know what it's like to play um, with no fans, um, or not no fans, but very little fans, um, playing amateur basketball. Yeah, not a lot of people yeah. up, uh, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, it's usually just kind of families um, that, that would turn out and, and watch games. So, yeah, I know what it's like in a, a, a quiet yes. gym um, to, to basketball games. So never mind a, a 70,000-seater stadium. Yes. Um I would imagine it probably gets quite easy. Um, but we, we'll move it along to the Ravens at the Texans. Um, Ravens uh, were our easy favourites against the Texans, and there's definitely no about, doubt about that. Week one showed that the Ravens uh, and Lamar are, are just as strong as they were last year, if not stronger. Um, but the Texans are going to be missing some big pieces still, um, and not due to injuries, but more to players that they've got rid yes. of. Yes. Uh, I think that the Texans are going to come back. Uh, I think that they played great against the Chiefs. I think the majority of people expected the Chiefs to come out and be just as strong as they were last year. I know you and I both mm-hmm. did. So, but the Texans did yeah. make it a close game, uh, despite them, you know, only having a Will Fuller, who was their kind of their slot number two guy last year, is now their number one. So, I mean. The Texans are going to win a lot of games, but they're not going to win these games against better teams. And I think that the Ravens, just like the Chiefs, are better than the Texans. I have the Ravens winning by three this week. Okay, so I have them winning by four. Um, And I think, although J.J. Watt looked brilliant in week one, uh, I I just think think the Ravens just have too much. Um, And I think that it, it's, they're just going to break down the Texans so much that in the end, it's they're just going to kind of have to back down a little. Um, I don't see this being a, a close game at all. A couple of touchdowns in it for sure. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. You know, he's he's still he's a very good quarterback. Uh, I think that he's a lot better than a lot of people originally thought when uh, he came out of college. But he's putting up some really good numbers. He just. I think he just need maybe the Texans should make a, a run for Allen Robinson because they they could use one more really good receiver. Well, after getting rid of Hopkins, yes. um, uh, they, they definitely need someone um, to come in and, and give him some support because he is a good quarterback. Um, and but he, when you start taking weapons away from him and, and, and guys that he can use and rely on, uh, that that's going to dent his confidence more than anything else. I think. Um, we should quickly move along to the late, late, late game um, on Sunday. So it's the Patriots 
uh, against the Seahawks. Now, this this is a really interesting game. Uh, Wilson was player of the offensive player of the week um, last week, and and what I would say was an understated win. It, it didn't get the whole razzmatazz of of maybe the Patriots win. Um, Wilson just kind of went about his business and then went home at dinner. Um, I, I see this very much as a as a Seahawks win, um, but I think it's going to be exceptionally a tight. Yeah, I think this is going to be the the real test for Cam Newton and the Patriots' new offense with with that mobile quarterback. I think that it's it's going to be a great game anytime that Cam Newton is healthy and uh, Bill Belichick and company are are in the the spotlight. I feel like it's it's going to be a close one. Um, I think that Russell Wilson is on fire this year. He looked great. He has a lot of weapons around him. Uh, it's it's going to be a battle of two very mobile quarterbacks. Uh, Cam Newton's going to have to throw for more than, I think he threw 158 yards in week one. He's mm-hmm. going to have to throw for more than 158 yards and uh, running rushing for 75, which is great, but he can't do it all uh, against a Seattle defense. So I have the Seahawks winning this one by six. Okay, so I have them winning, as I say, by two. Um, and I think you're right. I think Cam, he only threw 19 times uh, last week. Uh, that number is going to have to increase if they want to get the win uh, against the Seahawks. Um, and I think the way he throws it, it's been talked a lot about that his mechanics don't seem to be the same as the year he won the MVP. Uh, when he throws the ball, it doesn't look the same. So whether there's there's still an injury there and that's why he runs it so much um, could be a factor. Um, but we'll have to wait and see if he does run or if we see his uh, throws pick up a lot more. Yeah, I, I think that I think it'll be a close close-ish game. Uh, I, I think that the Seahawks will be able to contain Cam and the Patriots, though. Yeah. Okay, so our last game is Monday Night Football. Uh, only one game on Monday Night Football this week, thankfully. Um, so we have the Las Vegas Raiders um, premiering their um, new stadium up against uh, the New Orleans Saints. And uh, Michael Thomas for the Saints, uh, we know, is going to be out now for a few weeks. Um, apparently, fun fact, uh, Daniel Carr used Joe Gruden's wife's name to call an audible um, on sun- and Sunday. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, apparently named Cindy, and, and he was shouting it on the field um, to call an audible. <laughs> That's pretty clever. I, uh, I know that all of us here in Denver still value the the state, the city of Omaha, very, very fondly. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Peyton Manning sh- shouting out Nautable. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I've got um, the Saints winning and, and, and not comfortably. Um, I, I think it's going to be a tight game, uh, but I think they win by six. Yeah, I, I also have the Saints winning. How I do have to say, kind of just imagine as to how cool this game potentially could have been if it was uh, not for, you know, 2020 COVID-19. Um, so I think that, you know, between two party cities of New Orleans and Las Vegas, it could have ended up being a really special uh, 
home opener for the Raiders. So it's kind of sad that, again, another brand new stadium opening up in a new city and and no one can be there. But I hope that the, the Raiders are able to take a little bit of that momentum of a new stadium and kind of that energy of a new stadium. And I think that they're going to come out and they're going to play strong. I, I think that Derek Carr is not going to make mistakes. Um, I think that the Saints are going to miss Michael Thomas a lot. I'm they're so fortunate now that they picked up Emmanuel Sanders when they did. Uh, Kamara is going to, you know, throw it out of the backfield, either running or uh, catching the ball. And uh, Murray was seen a lot more than I was expecting him to be uh, playing uh, with with Kamara in the backfield, especially after getting that that new contract. But I think it's going to be a close game because the Raiders will have some energy with their new stadium but I don't think it will be enough. I have the Saints winning this week by three. By three, yeah. Like I say, I think this is going to be tight um, this week. And I don't know what it is with the Raiders, but I always seem to get their players' names wrong. Uh, so it's Derek oh. Carr, not oh. Daniel Carr. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did it last week with uh, John Gruden. Uh, I called him Joe instead of John. Uh, <laughs> just, just blame uh, it on the accent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, that's all it is. I did actually say Derek. It just sounded in Scottish. <laughs> um, what is your game of the week, the must-watch game this week? You know, I think that it's going to be this Monday night game. Um, I, I I think it's going to be the Monday night game between the, the Saints and the Raiders because I I like the I, – I was really high on this game until Michael Thomas got hurt. So maybe I should pick a different game. But I think that, you know, both of these teams – you know, the, the black jerseys coming out, new stadium. I just think there's going to be a lot of energy in it. And uh, we're going to see we're going to see an exciting game um, in, in Sin City. But uh, my second but I think the closest game of the week is going to be between the Seahawks and the Patriots on Sunday night. OK, so I've elected to go. Um, probably very unconditionally for me um, because I usually don't like Thursday night games at all. Um, I, I don't find them that interesting. Um, it doesn't seem to matter who the matchup is. However, this week's Thursday night game against the Beng- uh, Bengals and the Browns, I, I see this as such a good game. Looking at two young quarterbacks with so much potential, um, and it'll be really interesting to see which one comes out top. I do think it'll be Burroughs that comes out on top. Um, obviously, you've said you, you think it'll be Mayfield. Uh, but I, yeah, th- this for me is a, a really big game. I um, wish that this game, for... yeah, I wish this game just wasn't on a Thursday because I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think that the matchup here is really exciting. It's the Thursday game, so I always feel like anything can happen with them. Um, the, despite who's playing because they're on a short week of rest. And um, I wish it was a week that I wish this was like the Sunday night game so that everybody was rested and, and we could see these two quarterbacks at their full potential. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think th- th- this game is going to be a, a really good show of kind of two young talents and, and what they can do, what they can produce on the field. Uh, and I really hope that, it turns out to be that, even though with the short week, uh, and we'll but we'll have to have to wait and see on that one. Um, one story that that came to me, um, or not didn't come to me. I looked looked it up. Um, was the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday 
um, had their home game. And uh, as a lot of sports teams have been doing, they've been having cardboard cutouts of people uh, in their stadiums. Uh, so baseball have done it. NFL have done it. Um, so in Baltimore, there was a, a young lad, just uh, 14 years old. Uh, his name's Mo Gabba. Um, he sadly passed away from cancer um, in July. Um, he battled cancer four times um, since uh, he was nine months old. Um, what the Baltimore fans did um, as he became quite a legend in Baltimore sports, big Orioles fan, um, big Ravens fan. Uh, he was on talk radio a lot in Baltimore. Um, so he became quite famous. And what the, the fans did was they bought 600 cardboard cutouts um, and the Ravens actually gave him his own section. Um, so it was all pictures of him, all different pictures um, of Mo Gabba. Um, and they put that out in the stadium, gave him his own section. Uh, his parents came in before the game um, to kind of see what had kind of been produced. Um, so they got to see it as well, which was quite a, a nice, it was quite a touching thing that the Baltimore Ravens did. Uh, and I thought it was just something that was so kind of heartfelt in the community, uh, especially with so much in the world going on just now with COVID and everything else. And I think they they did something really nice and, and really well. And it wasn't like over the top, but seeing 600, 600 cardboard cutouts um, just in one section. And they left all the sections around kind of blank. Um, so it was just seats. So it was literally, when you looked at it, it was just him you seen. So I just thought it was really that nice. That is really nice. I like uh, that. Uh, I think, um, yeah, it was just something that, you know, it, it kind of touched your nerve because you kind of, you, you're watching, I watched it on TV. I think they showed it on um, Good Morning Football um on monday uh, and i i was just like yeah that's that's something that probably should have been shouted about a lot more um that they went and did this um but i guess they wanted to kind of keep it within baltimore and and more of a kind of family thing if you like so but nah so a nice nice story to end with um are you up to anything any kind of um any kind of um what's the word i'm looking for um anything to promote this week? No, you know, just keep in touch with me on Twitter. I'll be tweeting about the games and watching Red Zone and, and tweeting about stuff too. So make sure you follow me on Twitter, underscore Katie Brinkley. It's K-A-T-I-E-B-R-I-N-K-L-E-Y. And, you know, join the Facebook group, uh, the Across the Pond Sports Podcast Facebook group, because you are posting a lot of great uh, stories in there. There's conversations, and uh, whenever you have your all of your podcasts come out for lunch, uh, people can be notified in the group. Yeah, that's right. As soon as um, I, I post on there, that there's there's a launch of a, a pod. Um, everyone then gets a notification, so yeah, everyone will know it's there. Um, well, thank you so much for week two, uh, our preview, and um, we'll be back on Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah, yeah. Tuesday, uh, late Tuesday in the UK, kind of afternoon in the, in uh, Cleveland, in uh, I say Cleveland and Denver, um, and and we'll get our week two review, so we can kind of go over our scores, um, see how our, me and Katie have matched up. Last week it was a draw, um, it was six six, um, so we'll have to see how, how this week, if one of us can take the lead this week.
but we'll have to see how that goes. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll have to see how that goes. <laughs> sorry, I thought you were on the show. Yes, we'll have to see how it goes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think that now that we have one week uh, under our belts, hopefully we have a better idea of what each team brings to the table. Yeah, no, nah, I think we'll definitely be ready for mm-hmm. that. So thanks so much, Kate. You have a good you too. Week and a good weekend. Thank you. So much uh, to Katie for uh, week two. Um, looking forward to this weekend's games. I'm sure you guys are as well. It's it's going to be a, a great weekend, and I think Thursday night's game, as I say, is going to be pretty pretty special. Um, so big shout out to Katie again for coming on the show. Um, we've got a lot going on. Um, they're going to have a, a big announcement very soon uh, of a new podcast. It'll be across the pond something um and uh, it's coming up big um so we're gonna have a second podcast uh so kind of setting up a a podcast network um this is going to be with jordan wood so it's not going to be just me talking all the time sure you're more than bored with that now um so uh, yeah jordan wood's going to bring us a podcast really looking forward to working with jordan uh, getting his podcast started uh, so hope you guys will listen to that um so we announced that probably around the weekend um so you guys can uh catch the podcast very soon um again get us on social media at um at atp sports pod on twitter uh, search for us on facebook and instagram across the pond and uh, email atp at cjd.me.uk um so um have a, a great weekend looking forward to all the football that we have um Th- uh, just lastly, a big thanks to Fanatics for all your fan gear. Remember and click on those links um, on our social media and on the description um, as well of the podcast. So um, get clicking and get shopping. Um, and, and yeah, like I say, everyone have a great weekend. And uh, we'll have that announcement coming up this weekend. And then week two, uh, we'll probably just have two podcasts next week um, just for NFL. We may jump in with an NBA. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll see if the, the Nuggets try and pull off a, another Houdini um, and get out the Western Conference Finals. Um, but apart from that, have a great weekend. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.